This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. And for a company like Disney to say that they, this bill should have never passed, first of all, Tucker, they weren't saying anything when this was going through the House. They only started doing this because the mob, the woke mob came after them. But put that aside, uh, for them to say that them as a California-based company are going to work to take those California values and overturn a law that was duly enacted and, as you said, supported by a strong majority of Floridians, they don't run this state. Uh, they will never run this state as long as I'm governor. And that is uh, Governor DeSantis, obviously, ready for another four years, inauguration, a couple of weeks. And he talked about what he did to Disney, he took their autonomous status away because they went after him and his uh, bill and they mislabeled it, don't say gay bill, where they subscribe to it. And that, they responded to their woke employees that demanded Disney take a stand. So they did and apologized to the woke employees. In turn, Governor Sanders says, okay, you've lost your autonomous status. And next thing you know, the CEO lost his job and Bob Iger is now back. And I think there's going to be a reapproachment on this. We'll see. But does it give other companies the out to say, I cannot happen to us what happened at Disney? I got to push back on my woke employees. Zach Moffat, CEO of Targeted Victory, joins us now. You wrote a column about this, what a GOP majority means for corporate America. And I'm talking about in the House. Zach, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. I really appreciate you. So I believe a watershed moment was the Disney moment, don't you think? Oh, I think so. I I think that's where it kind of got to the level that now the whole country is aware of this issue. And what do you think they should take from it? Well, look, I think the reality is that if if companies react to the Twitter mob and get caught up in it, and they're going to lose their clients, they're going to lose their customers. And, And I think that there's a real reckoning that needs to be had. And I think that the reality is, this is also being reflected in, you know, the people who've been elected into the House in 2022 um, after this midterm. So I think that companies need to look internally and say, how reflective is our board of our actual customers, and how literally one-sided are we behaving in our in our behaviors and our mindsets to make sure that we're thinking about everything when we're coming up with these policies going forward. So what do you think? Uh, what do you think corporate America should say to the GOP, where 50 percent of the country is voting one way? I don't care who wins one or two percentage points. What do you say to the rest of the country? What is your method? What is your recommendation? Well, I think that the first thing is you have to have diversity of thought in the boardroom. I think what's what's wrong right now is that people are listening to a small minority of the woke on the on Twitter and making decisions, reactive decisions, and they've kind of lost sight of their customer. And they've lost sight of where the country is. Uh, at least 50 percent in many cases have a totally different worldview, and yet Twitter is driving reactions. And as such, the companies are kind of running off the road into, into the gutter. And I think what you've seen with Disney and to others is that there needs to be a, a, a reckoning that you need to listen to the entire country and to your company at scale and not just have 10 people in a boardroom who all see the world the same way and then are surprised when there's a massive pushback. Um, once it leaves that boardroom. And so our argument and our, our message to people is to be really thoughtful that there is a change coming and that you have to be realistic about it. I think most CEOs actually want change. I think they're surrounded by professional managerial class who just want things to be the current thing. 
And that's where the danger lies because there's blind spots for CEOs all over the place. Right. And this whole woke attitude of I don't have any choice. I have to react with my employees would not be taking place if you have true diversity of thought in the, in the boardroom. Do you think companies are, are beginning to do this? I think they're going to start to. I mean, I, I think that that has to be the next step because if you don't, you're going to be in the ringer and, and you just can't afford to be because these companies want to behave political, but on their terms. They want to get in the fight for a couple minutes and then tap out. And the reality is once you're in, there is no getting out. And you can either have a slow, painful, gradual fight, kind of in the Gillette model of toxic masculinity, or you can have this Disney model where so much pressure comes that now you actually have a, a change at the CEO level and there has to be a completely reimagining of the relationship because of the behavior that they, they had. So you remember this whole controversy with Dave Chappelle and what he might have said or not said to insult transgenders and the special and the Netflix employees went crazy. If Dave Chappelle is going to air, I'm going to quit or I'm going to hold my breath. Reed Hastings, the CEO of Netflix, not only kept Dave Chappelle's special up, he wants another. Cut 33. Dave Chappelle created some controversy, as you know, on your platform. And we've been talking also about platforming sometimes hate speech or anti-Semitic speech or other kinds of speech. How do you think about that today? Our brand is trying to be the most exciting entertainment company in the world. And Chappelle is dead center for us. He is the best or one of the best. And that special was one of the most entertaining and watched specials we've ever had. We would do it again and again. So we clearly need to be more obvious and direct about that, which we've done since, you know, with employees and with um, people who care about Netflix that we're about entertainment. And Chappelle is very entertaining and, and, you know, provocative. And again, that's that's the core of what we're doing. So Zach Moffat, our guest CEO of Targeted Victory. Zach, does that give you hope that Netflix is standing up? I don't know what Reed Hastings stands, but he he says guy's funny. He's staying on. I think that's exactly right. I mean that that his his message should be a message that all CEOs should take in and say this is how we're thinking about it, and we're not going to disconnect it from our customers and our employees because of three percent of people telling us what we should and shouldn't be doing. I mean, you see this time and time again. Look at the brands that are consistent to themselves, Chick-fil-A, Patagonia. People know where they are, but they're consistently there, and they're not moving back and forth to the latest current thing month over month. And I think that's exactly what Reed's laying out there is he's saying, here's our worldview, here's how we see it, and this is the path we're on. If this is not the right company for you, I totally understand. It's a free market. Feel free to move on. And you should do that, too. Uh, you know, I see Tom Cotton made some news, and he's saying these world corporations that are forced to make some changes – don't look to me to save you because I've been telling you this all along. Now you're in trouble because of it. And now the other thing to drill down on is this whole ESG thing where they're discouraging investment firms and funds from investing anything in fossil fuels, even if it can mean more profit for their consumers. Yeah, no, I, I, think, I think that that's right. And, and it's crazy. I mean, it's this, this you know, kind of progressive elite mindset that we know what's best for you. And, it, and you know, for investing, it's not the best return on capital. It's the best return on capital with the way IC capital should be deployed. The fact that someone coming up now does not get the same opportunities that someone did previously to get the best return on their 401k, to ensure that they're actually a part of the system. And instead, they're being told, you can't invest here because it doesn't match my beliefs of how the world should be. I think that's a total travesty and hopefully something that, you know, is being corrected. I think it's starting to be corrected. The pushback is there. And I think that's the, that's the next reality. And I think Tom Cotton was exactly right when he said, look, what he's really saying is new alliances are being made all the time. And you cannot rely on the way the, way of the, way the world was because you've changed it. And you're disappointed now that the rules change as a result of your engagement.
Yeah, I, I think it's going to be really interesting to see what happens uh, down the line because you saw what happened with those companies and the Major League Baseball pulling out of Georgia because of what they perceived with the president uh, illogically named Jim Crow 2.0 about election law changes. It turns out more people showed up, more organization. Everybody loved the election law with Georgia. There was no problem. Major League Baseball pulls the All-Star game out, puts it in Colorado, an all-right community, denying an urban environment a chance to make money out of that. That, to me, is another hallmark moment. Exactly. It's just this this gaslighting that they say something and say it must be true. I mean, we saw turnout up 200 percent, 100 percent improvement, right, from in Georgia. That's exactly right. But what they told you, it was the end of democracy. It was Jim Crow 2.0. I mean, it's disgusting the language that they use. And then they tell us not to believe our eyes. When it actually comes to pass that it's not true, they just move on as if there was nothing to be seen there. And I think that that's what people are seeing is that they're looking around and saying, wait, I was told it would be X, and it's not. And I would be willing to bet almost every one of those CEOs couldn't tell you what was in HR1. They didn't know anything, right? Reading Twitter and reading one-line bio on something that was pushed by the White House is crazy to me that you would change an entire company's philosophy based upon something as flat and simple as that. And you talk about you can take a position as a company. Just don't let it affect your decisions. Uh, Zach Moffat, CEO of Target of Victory, thanks so much. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you got it. it. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. Hey there, it's me, Kennedy. Make sure to check out my podcast, Kennedy Saves the World. It is five days a week, every week. Download and listen at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.